0: This is the Sikkim Podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network. The Sikkim Podcast is a production of Baylor Athletics. Now, here are your hosts, Katie Smith and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi,
1: everybody, and welcome to this week's Sikkim Podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network, a production of Baylor Athletics, John Morris, Katie Smith. And, Katie, here we are at the end of the semester for Baylor student-athletes. Sure. And we're talking student-athletes today.
0: Student-athletes, yes. I think so often we get so caught up on what if they're doing on the field, on the right. court, we forget that they go to class just like everyone else. Oh, um, and
1: do they go to class? They go Man, to they class. And they take care of classwork.
0: Who better to have to talk about them taking care of their classwork than our new Senior Associate AD for student-athlete success? I mean, that's a big hat to wear, right? <laughs> student ath- if the student-athletes are successful, and Corey, formerly Pinkett, now Corey Boltz is with us. So, Corey, thanks for joining us. We know it's a busy time of year.
2: Thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to be with you all, as always. And I appreciate the emphasis you put on students. <laughs> yeah. That is the focus for us.
1: And that's not blowing smoke. I no. mean, here no. in Baylor, and I know in your area, but everybody's mm-hmm. area, that is legitimate here at Baylor. It is.
2: It's important. We put an emphasis and a priority on our young men and our young women being people mm, first. Yeah. And a large part of that is their academic success. And now is a busy time for them. As you yeah. mentioned, we're approaching the end of the semester. We have finals right around the corner. And it can be stressful it can be a lot if you're of our, if you're our teams that are still competing. Now yeah. you're adding that on top. So we're just trying our best to wrap our arms around and provide support during this time. And as you mentioned, see them be successful when they get to the end of the semester.
0: Yeah, you mentioned how some of our teams are right in the heat of their seasons. Yeah. And so, what does it kind of look like from? your staff and you manage a staff of, I'm going to put you on the spot. How many people fall under the umbrella of student athletes? 21 people, 21 people. Wow. She knew, I knew she'd know, yep, <laughs> but 21 people. How does your staff kind of meet those needs
2: around finals or on the holidays? When our teams are still traveling? That's a fantastic question. I was just talking to one of our new team members, Josh Young. Oh, he is great. with our volleyball team as they are competing yeah. and wanting to bring home some hardware. And yeah. we hope that they do. But we were having a conversation before he left because as they progress, they'll be on the road during finals and he's going to need to be proctoring exams and making sure that they get what they need done for finals and have study hall while they're gone. So they're studying. So it's a blessing to be able to have academic team members Mm -hmm. travel with teams to be able to provide that additional layer of support. But then we've also made accommodations around virtual tuting, tutoring. Mm-hmm. Shout out to COVID for yeah. helping us right, <laughs> right. learn that we could do that. But yeah. there's there's those options. And then for our student-athletes that are here, our building is open. Study hall is existing. We have special tutoring schedules for the finals. Yeah, And we're... Our SAC has done fun things around finals. So they had Coco and Cram the other day. <laughs> no, and, and that's trying to, that's always that's such a good Trying nice. to add some like joy. Our, our mental health services has partnered with our Baylor Sports Ministry team. And they have a prayer wall that's out wow. around, well, what can we be praying for you yeah. about right now? Or what are the things that are in your heart? So there's a holistic approach to finals this year, which is fun to see. Yeah. But we are very much dialed into who are our students that need the most help. Who are the students that may be traveling that we Mm -hmm. need to pay some additional attention to. And our academic team does a great job of communicating with professors and talking about different accommodations that could be needed. Should teams be traveling or should there be situations where multiple finals fall on the same day? Mm. Yeah.
1: Shout out to Josh Young. Yeah. Uh, he's wow. getting some miles in because he was with men's basketball. He was. I he was with that. them and Josh was there the whole trip last week. Mm, so yeah. that's a traveling man right there. He
2: is on the road right now. We were joking with him. Well, I was joking with him. That's what I like to do. But I was joking with him. I said, Josh, I haven't met anyone that started a job. Yeah. <laughs> Within your first few months, I feel like you've been on the road a ton, friend. Yeah, yeah that is that's awesome. right. Josh is probably <laughs> just smiling, like. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it was cool to watch. I mean, I was on that trip also, mm-hmm. and it was fun to see how they they carved out time for academics. I mean, it was built into the schedule yeah. uh, every day, you know, because the guys on a, basically a week long trip, yeah, um, you know, were missing some class, but they made up for it with the work they did.
2: Absolutely. And the beauty in that is, we have a coaching team, a coaching staff, and we have coaches here that understand the value of our education and understand yeah. the importance of academics so they're willing to say yes josh or whoever other member of our safe team is traveling we can carve out time for study hall because we acknowledge the fact that our young men or young women have assignments they need to work on yeah. or things they need to prepare for or things that they need to complete let's help make sure they get that done because they're here with us, Mm -hmm. traveling, but we also know they have this commitment because they are, as y'all mentioned, student athletes. Yeah, I think one thing, JMO, you probably
0: saw firsthand with Josh on the road is the, the relationship that those people on your team have with these student athletes, Mm -hmm. right? And so Mm -hmm. it is that they're helping them get their tutoring sessions and they're helping communicate with professors, but they're also the people that are sitting there talking to them about, Hey, what do you want to do after graduation? And so I think we, we can't talk enough about what the SACE team does and what they do that we don't even know about. And so Corey, you're such a prime example of this, right? I mean, you just switched into this new role where you're leading this whole department. But, Corey, mm-hmm. that's one of many things you do. You're also the sport program administrator for softball. You also mm-hmm. are, I'm going to mess up the title, but our ADL. ID. You did not mess it up. You and ADID me. stands for? <laughs> Athletics Designee for Inclusion and Diversity. I always want to say <laughs> Athletics Director for <laughs> Inclusion and Diversity, which I mean, I, I guess you kind of are. <laughs> but talk about that role and what kind of the the things that you have been doing since getting that new responsibility.
2: So that designation came, mm, I feel like that was two years ago. I, I, yeah. I think we saw it wow, come time about in that 2020 calendar year yeah. as a recommendation or a recommendation for implementation from the NCAA. And they said, Hey, this is important. We need to make sure that we have individuals at our institutions that are dialed into topics connected to mm-hmm. diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. So they created this ADID designation mm-hmm. similar to your SWA designation mm. for institutions And because it's new, as with many new things, there wasn't a whole lot of structure initially around, well, what should this look like on campus and what does the role actually mean? So it took a little while for them to come up with some guidelines or parameters around here's what your ADIDs do. So we got some of those directives Mm. about six to 12 months in. Okay. And then with that, we were able to say, okay, here here are the roles. So being able to provide the DEI lens as we're looking at how we operate as an athletic department, what programs are we providing to our student-athletes, to our coaches, to our staff, to help educate and expose in this area? How are the experiences for people that identify within the different marginalized groups that Mm. fit within diversity, equity, and inclusion. And some people think only race and ethnicity when they think that, but it also would be international people. So student athletes or members of our team. It could be people with visible or invisible disabilities. Mm. It could be women. So gender related, it could be age related. It could Mm. be socioeconomic status. There could be a lot of different things that fall within that umbrella. So there's so much work to be done and it's, continuing to get more structure now with the role of Jen Hunter that's at the Big 12 Conference and her Chief Diversity Officer position, we're able to provide some better guidelines from our conference level of what do we want the ADID role to look like mm. at our member institutions, which then will be helpful for us in our roles at the institutional level to say, okay, how do we now live this out? So we've met to come up with what the job duties would be last summer for this role because we're like, we really need to hone in on this. Mm. And we're in the process right now of going through a strate- strategic plan for what we're doing in our one campaign mm. as, yeah. as many of our Baylor family members are aware of. That's, Love it. That is the language that we use around diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging here. So we're putting together a strategic plan for that. It's being led by Dr. Monique Marsh-Bell and Ramon Cooper, mm-hmm. who are serving as co-chairs of our one working group. And I'm excited candidly about what that means for Baylor athletics. You think Mm -hmm. about our operating principle of treating everyone with dignity and respect and our vision for preparing champions for life. And that is a key part of that because you want people to come to a place where they feel like they belong Mm -hmm. and they can be their authentic selves. And then that diversity as people show up in their best selves helps us be our best selves It helps us be better. So it's a lot of great work. Um, sometimes I wonder if I'm doing it justice because there's so much there, but as long as we're continuing to chip at the rock and we're continuing to make movement, uh, I'm encouraged by that. Yeah, for sure.
1: Huge umbrella. Huge umbrella. <laughs> That's one part of it. I mean, the area that, that you're over, student athlete success. Uh, mm-hmm. Two major areas: academic services, character formation. Mm-hmm. ADID talked about that also. But the uh, let me hone in on the academic services, yeah. and yeah. again, the end of the semester and all the support you provide our student athletes here. Is this building open? Twenty four seven right now, or your wing? Yeah, you
2: you would think so. Technically, we're open eight to ten. Oh, okay. So okay. not quite twenty four hours, but gotcha. really, really close. <laughs> 8 really, to 10. really close. So wow. we we are here. We are staffed. We have people in place to make sure that the students have a place to come, right? If they need space to study, yeah. we do need to work a little bit on our noise levels <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> We, we build the relationships and you like to have fun. And sometimes yeah. students need the study break. Right. So they'll come into offices and they'll be singing and talking and all <laughs> the things. And while I'm enjoying the study break, yeah. <laughs> somebody may be in our open study space actually needing to study. Yeah. So we we yeah. have to manage that a little bit. But we do. We have hours open here at Baylor. We do. There are finals that happen over the weekend and that hadn't been familiar to me based on the places I've been previously. So we're open on Sundays to be able to provide time for students to study and get what they need. And during the year, we're open on Sundays as well, but really trying to make sure that we're providing access to the resources that are available. So our students can have all that they need to be successful and, and then provide the encouragement. Mm -hmm. We were in a conversation yesterday with one of, or actually two of, our equestrian student-athletes, and they were talking about some of the concerns they have around finals. Mm. And I tend to operate through the lens of positivity because that's who I am. (laughs) So as they are coming with – I think I'm not going to pass. And I think this is going to be terrible. And I've done these practice tests, but I don't feel good about them. I said, well, that's why we have practice. We're just going to continue to practice. Well, I don't think I can do it. Well, yes, you can. You can do it. And we know you can do it because you have proven that you can and you're putting in the work. And it's those moments also based on the relationships that Mm -hmm. we can then provide encouragement. We can provide some empowerment and reminding them of who they are. Uh, what they're capable of and what they're able to do, because it can be very stressful during mm-hmm. final season when you're like, I don't know, I feel like I know nothing. And this final is 30 percent of my grade mm. and I really need to do well. But that's where we come in. It's it, Yes, it's the tutoring and yes, it's providing the spaces for them to study, but it's also sometimes providing. The hug and the encouragement that they would traditionally get from mom or dad or sister or brother. That's huge. That we can then provide to say, hey, no, you can do this. I know it may feel daunting, but we got you and we're here to support you through it. And we're going to encourage you along the way. Yeah. You
0: talk about all the resources we provide to all these Five hundred plus student mm-hmm. athletes, right? And so it, it does get loud. I mean, it's so fun to walk down there and see the. I, if I'm ever having a hard day, that's right. where I walk. Exactly. It's like <laughs> this is this is why we all do what we do. Um. So so that you get to experience that. that. But like you said, it gets crowded and it, it's it's loud over there. So talk about with the um, future of Fudge Operations building and kind of how that might free up some space for you and your team. To, like, let us in on the vision for you in the space. Group when that comes about.
2: While well, I'll miss our football friends across the hall, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I am thrilled for this new building. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. To your point, because we we have outgrown the space. Yeah, we have members of our team that are in tutor rooms mm-hmm. because they need office space. Yeah, so then that takes away from some of the private quiet study spaces that we have available to students during the day Mm. during the evenings our offices are used as tutor rooms because we don't have enough tutoring spaces for our student athletes to be able to have that one-on-one tutoring experience that they need for the classes that they have and then you come up there on a evening study hall night and you'll see a full computer lab you'll see people in the open study spaces we we've just outgrown it which Mm -hmm. is great because that means that Baylor's growing and yeah. right. we're providing more resources. So the thought of being able to have more space for our student athlete center for excellence, to have spaces for students to be able to have their quiet designated, quiet spaces, because that's how I study best mm-hmm. and spaces that are open that provide a little bit of outside noise, but then also having office space for people so that you can still see what's going on, but you're a, a little bit more removed and, yeah. I think it would help enhance how we offer and provide the services that we provide because there is some challenge and there has been some concerns about, well, I would like to study up at hires, but it gets too loud. Yeah. Or I would like to come up and just study, but I know that there are tutoring appointments, so there won't be a room. Yeah. So the thought of having that additional space is like, oh, we can serve our students at a higher level. We can do some things differently and provide some some opportunities for our students in ways that we haven't been able to before. Yeah. And that gets me excited. Yeah.
1: Very cool. So end of the semester finals about to begin. Uh, We don't, it's too early to have any numbers right on this Mm -hmm. semester, but but recent Mm -hmm. numbers, recent trends are our student athletes are killing it. Aren't
2: they? Mm -hmm. Let me tell you something. We are, (laughs) we, we are blessed with some amazing student, athletes, and it's not until I get the privilege to hear from members of our team that have been in other places uh. mm. that I truly can appreciate the academic successes of our student-athletes. Wow! And Ramon Cooper, who's one of our um, leaders in our Student-Athlete Center for Excellence, he's our Associate AD for Academic Services, he mentions... Frequently, as a reminder to us, because he came to us from UAB and he's been at other institutions, he's like, "You all don't understand <laughs> how academically successful we are." I, I know that we get hung up because we're used to high achieving. So when we don't achieve, we're like, "Dang, we missed the mark." Yeah. But Baylor's level of not achieving. So maybe we're used to a three-three GPA, and this year, for whatever reason, we're at a three-two or three-one-five. Yeah. Schools would love to have a 315 <laughs> right. cumulative GPA. And, and and I appreciate him because he helps give me perspective of the quality of student-athletes that we have. And you'll hear similar stories from other people. But we do. We, we trend towards academic achievement. We have student-athletes that come here and care deeply about the sport that they play. And are really good at the sport that they yeah. play. And oh, by the way, they also happen to excel in the classroom and you'll see consistently leading our conference in graduate success rate or the GSR and you'll see frequent marks around high GPAs and now we're measuring personal best because we feel like that's a better description of how our students are truly performing but you'll see teams consistently having 30% of their student athletes hitting personal best numbers and personal best means that you have hit your highest GPA that you've had in your time here at Baylor. Mm-hmm. So we like that because it helps speak to our student athletes that may have started here at a 25 GPA and yeah. now they're at a two seven and now they're at a three O or our student athletes that started at three two and now they're at a three five and now they're at a three seven. So I, I think it shows a better picture of the progress yeah. And the successes that we're achieving academically. And you look at some of those numbers and it's, it's astounding yeah. to yeah. see. It is. And it, it, it gives you that much more joy around why we're telling the story of what our students are doing yeah. and so much more appreciation for what our students are doing. And you were one of them, Katie. Yeah. So, yeah, so you live that, you yeah. know it's that. Right there. You, you got to experience it, but it's, it's a gift to be able to be in the roles that we have and be with them on this on this journey as they're seeking to excel athletically, as they're seeking to excel academically, as they're pouring into themselves personally through here to formation and depending on where they are in their faith journey, as they pour into themselves spiritually. What other place can you go or could you be yeah. where all four of those things are part of your experience and are being intentionally positioned within your time here to allow you to grow and become your best self so we're just we're just so blessed here
0: yeah I love that that you say you're with them on this journey and I think that just made me think of the way that even those interactions like your staff they're so involved in every detail and I think about care team meetings right so every sport program has these care team meetings where everyone who touches the student-athlete experience in whatever way for that sport program. Come into a room, and I'm thinking of ones I've sat in on, and it is it isn't just, oh, let's talk about – this student-athlete who mm-hmm. might not pass and then they can't play. It's not that. It's let's talk about this student-athlete whose dream is to be a doctor. Here's what grade they have in every single class. And I'm just always so impressed by the detail because, right, 500-plus student-athletes mm-hmm. and the the staff that y'all have and the way that they focus is so impressive. So I, when you say on this journey, they really are in the weeds. And so you mentioned a little bit, the, the faith journey, right? That all mm-hmm. our student athletes come in at a different point in their faith journey. What does kind of that character formation, spiritual growth
2: side of the house look like in terms of programming? Sure. We were blessed at Baylor to have people within the department dedicated to the spiritual journey. So John Mauer and his team over in Baylor sports ministry have done a great job of being present mm. So one, John and um, his graduate assistant, Josh, talk a lot about the presence of ministry. So physically being present and being able to build those relationships, but being present and providing programs and resources for our student athletes, regardless of where they are in their faith journey, to be exposed to faith and to be able to grow in their faith. Mm. And we have chapels that are specific to student athletes. We have our Be Unfiltered worship night that's available to anybody admin from the department too yeah (laughs) to go and worship together and then we have an i disciple training for student athletes that are believers that are saying i want to take that next step and learn how i can then bring others to christ wow so that those are some of the things they're doing lots of other things there but some of the ones I like to talk about because we've seen how they've impacted our student athletes. But then you also take that and connect it to what's going on in character formation in our Baylor built program. And I know we've talked about that before in this space, but the thought of being able to provide programs, experiences, opportunities that are specific to career development, leadership development, personal skills, social responsibility, and then how we engage in the community. With an integration of faith throughout, Mm. it just provides for different types of conversations. So being able to have a conversation with an elite student athlete about how your identity is not wrapped in what you do Mm. in your sport. Instead, your identity comes from who you are. If you're a believer, who you are in Christ, if you're not a believer, what are the things that make up who you are and your sport is a piece of that, but it's not all of it. And some of the things that we tend to see specifically in the space of athletics is athletes. I don't know how early you started, Katie, but some (laughs) athletes start real early in their journeys. Yeah. And if all you've heard is I'm good in volleyball, I'm good yeah. in track, I'm good in basketball, I'm good in gymnastics, whatever the case may be, and then you do that sport in college,
0: yeah,
2: and then you do that sport in the pros if that's the option for your sport, yeah. But you have been exposed to nothing else. Mm-hmm. Then that's all I know. That's yeah. all I know that I'm good yeah, at. Now what? That, yeah. What am I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. So the work of Baylor Sports Ministry and character formation right now in the space that we're in and the and the time that we have these young men and young women is, let me help you see what else there is. Yeah, is. Let's develop some skills and tools that you can utilize so that when it's time for you to transition, you're prepared and you're ready. You've thought about the things I'm good at. You've thought about what your strengths are. You can communicate about those to other people. And I think that's what makes that the integration of those two things so special because you're able to then have conversations in a different way and create some perspectives for our young men and our young women that help them explore what this looks like for me
0: yeah
1: that is so well thought out. You it tell is. the story so very well also. Yeah. Me, great explanation of uh, what goes on in your wing of the building. Corey Bolts, our guest, Senior Associate AD for Student Athlete Success. I've had the privilege of calling games helping tell stories about Baylor (laughs) University athletics for a long time. Storytelling is an art, and there's a network in town doing just that. Rogue Media Network has produced over 80 original podcasts and shows ranging from comedy, true crime, business, and sports. If there's a story to tell, Rogue Media Network is telling it. You can find this podcast and all the other great Rogue Media Network shows on Spotify, on Apple, on YouTube, or anywhere you listen to
0: podcasts. Corey, you are incredible. I know you never talk about yourself, and so we're going to make you talk. Oh, you're about going yourself. to today. Oh, you're going to today. I thought I was getting so out that. of that. No, yeah, she's like, let's focus on. I mean, like, we're, we're you, focusing on the students. We can fill podcasts talking about all that you do. But let's talk a little bit about your background. So, you worked for Women Leaders prior to this. You had a stint at. Kansas State working in their student-athlete development, what kind of, let's fast forward a little bit and talk about when you were offered this job at Baylor. Mm -hmm. What drew you to Baylor? Why did you decide to make that switch?
2: Well, the first time I had a conversation about it, in full disclosure, I said, absolutely not. (laughs) But it wasn't because of Baylor. It was because, as you mentioned, I was working at Women Leaders prior to. I had only been at Women Leaders, I think it would have been right out a year when I had the first conversation with my former supervisor Marcus about Baylor because of the opportunities that were being presented. And I told him, no, I said, I have only been at women leaders a year. I'm Mm -hmm. not the type of person that's just going to hop from one thing to the next. The timing just doesn't feel right Mm -hmm. to me. So we ended that conversation and then he called back. (laughs) I love that. That's the most Marcus said very thing I've ever heard. He called back, which I'm appreciative of, but he called back to just explain what the role would be. And one of the reasons why I think it's important to tell that part of the story is because he served as a mentor of mine for mm-hmm. several years. So he was aware of where I saw myself going career wise and what I really wanted to accomplish. Mm. So he's like, Corey, I hear you. Mm-hmm. I just want to let you know what it is. Understanding where you told me you want to be. Mm. And after that conversation, I talked to some of my mentors. I didn't talk to him because he was a biased person at that point. (laughs) But I talked to some other mentors, and I talked to Patty Phillips at Women Leaders just to share that I was thinking about it. Mm -hmm. And as I had those conversations, I couldn't not Mm. explore it. And here's why. I went through some professional development shortly after being at Kansas State. The NCAA puts on a leadership institute for uh, people of color that help essentially chart you in your career and help provide a pipeline mm, cool. in the athletics administration. So I got to participate in that opportunity. And in that session, I wrote down some goals for myself. And one of the goals was to lead a student athlete development unit. That's where that's all we do. And to not be a one person shop. So have mm. people that are within that team that are all working collectively towards that goal and to also be at a place that it supported. So as I was exploring the Baylor opportunity, that very much fit with what that goal was. Mm. So I said, yes, let me have a conversation. So I came here to interview. It was the weekend that track was hosting big 12 conference. And I almost didn't make it because flying to Waco was a thing Mm. and my flight got delayed and I ended up driving from Dallas. It was, it was very interesting, but my first meeting was with our head coach, some of our head coaches and it was wonderful. Just the people I, I felt comfortable in the room because I was talking to Casey Maxwell. She and I worked together at Kansas state. Oh, cool. And I was talking with one of our track coaches I can't remember which one it was at this time. I don't remember. I think it actually might have been Coach Ford, Mm. who's now our head coach. But he had mentioned Coach Shaq. And Coach Shaq and I were together at University of Central Florida. So I'm already feeling this (laughs) sense of family. (laughs) And after I talked with them, I talked with Mac. And in my conversation with Mac, hearing him talk about our athletic department, hearing him talk about our four pillars, hearing his heart behind truly wanting to develop our young people, I was like, we're aligned in this. And I feel like I would have some really, really good support. And then knowing that my direct report was somebody that is a mentor of mine, Mm -hmm. I would have Mm -hmm. some good support and still be able to grow and develop. So at that point, I was like, yep, I I didn't need to say anything else. I was like, I'm good. I could come here. Um, But it's funny. We were in a Mac and I were in a conversation with some of our student leaders and our new big 12 commissioner when he visited. And Mac made the comment that I didn't know, but he said that he saw me at the Big 12 track conference championship. Oh yeah! And because Kansas State was there with some of my former student athletes, I was just talking to them in my own little world, not knowing that people are still watching me because I'm being interviewed. So for whoever's listening, you are always being interviewed. (laughs) Every day is an interview. (laughs) Until you leave it. (laughs) Good advice. But he said that he noticed my interactions with those student athletes. And it was a, clear indication of my ability to build relationships yeah. and he was saying that if you're if they approached you that way and you've been gone from them for two years it speaks to the the depth of relationships yeah. that you had and he said that was when he knew yeah. <laughs> and um and it, it was just hearing everything in hindsight is like god moments obviously mm-hmm. but that that's what drew me here yeah and then What was also interesting for me as I was making the final decision was the opportunity to integrate my faith. Mm. I had some opportunities for conversations along my journey because I'm not bashful about the fact that I'm a Christian by any means, but never had I been in a space where it was encouraged Mm -hmm. like it is here at Baylor. So then you think about the types of conversations you get to have with students, the types of conversations you get to have with members of your team Mm. And I was like, yep, let's do it. Mm -hmm. And that brought me here in the summer of 2018. And it's just been phenomenal since then because it's been great growth for me personally, great growth professionally, and the opportunities provided here at Baylor for me and what I've seen for others. Have been tremendous. I never would have thought I'd had the opportunity to be a sport administrator. Yeah. Never would have thought I would have the opportunity to be involved in some of the committees I've been able to be a part of both in athletics and on campus. Never thought I'd had the opportunity to represent our university in some of the different spaces that I've been in. So it's it's been truly a blessing all the way around. Then you mentioned being married. Never thought I would meet my husband in Waco. <laughs> I love it. God me neither, just sister. <laughs> me neither. I hear there you. Go. And God just has a way of of being faithful yeah. in, in all of it when you're choosing to to follow the path that he has set for you. So Baylor has been a tremendous blessing, but you could have never told me I would live in Texas, <laughs> that I would work at a place like Baylor. Yeah. Um, but the gift that has been for me has been phenomenal. Yeah.
1: What a great story. I love that story. And uh, tell us more about uh, your husband and growing family. I think you're yes. okay <laughs> at saying that, It's right? on Instagram.
2: We are. So it's out there, so yeah. we're good to say it. <laughs> yeah, so good. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Thank yes. you. Thank you. Thank you. My husband is Dominique Bolts. He goes by Rocco, and he's from Waco. Okay. He is he is Waco through and through. He's an <laughs> entrepreneur here. And How'd has, y'all meet? A barbershop through his barbershop. There you go. <laughs> so, were you I was getting trying, your hair done? I was. He had a stylist in his shop at the time. and I love that. This, this is my stuff. first time hearing this. Yeah. This is great. It's, it's a funny one. So moved, to, moved <laughs> to Baylor and I needed somewhere to get my hair done. Sure. Because that's always a task <laughs> when I move to a new place and I'm super super particular about as how you I like you should be as we and all like should be. be don't we all <laughs> <laughs> and that was one of the places i tried so one of the stylists i tried was in a shop so that's tec- technically how we met mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with the rest of our story but that's technically <laughs> how we met and then ended up Switching stylist and didn't see him again for several years. Oh, so wow, I really? The drama. Like, the, the initial meeting had nothing to do with wow. the rest of the meeting. okay. <laughs> the rest of the story. <laughs> a twist. But we were reconnected through a mutual friend. Okay. That we did not realize we had. And then um, that was right around COVID time. Yeah. And started to get to know each other because what else are you doing in COVID your <laughs> <Eric house. laughs> I feel like there um. are so many like marriages that yeah, start right. of stories that's like right. well we just talk started, started talking <laughs> and had some some real conversations around what what we were wanting and what that looks like for us and uh, where we were in our lives and what we wanted out of that and I was just very prayerful about what what this could be I didn't yeah. want a date just a date I didn't Cause I don't have time for that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's just a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, That's fair. I cherish the personal side of my life, but yeah. I also am a very intentional person. So the thought of just being out randomly dating was yeah. never my jam. Yeah. So I was very prayerful about it. And it's interesting because, and this is one of the reasons why I don't mind sharing the stories. I think it will be helpful for other people, but it's interesting because as we made the decision to actually date, mm-hmm. And started sharing with our family about each other. Yeah. There was this, I'm not going to say instant because that, that may be misspeaking too much, but in my mind, there was much, there was a quick acceptance Yeah, hmm. that felt too quick. Mm. By family, in my opinion, I was like, "Why, why family? Why are you all already liking him? You don't even right. know him. You know nothing about him." Then they like cool. like him more than you. Exactly. And you're like, what like, the heck? Well, I, I was your child. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it it was on both sides, and even spe- even specific members on each side of our family that we thought would be challenging. Yeah, weren't. Wow. And it was just it was it was a weird hand of God in all of it. And not weird in the sense like oh my goodness I can't imagine that, but weird in the sense that you knew it was him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just and, make sense. Mm-hmm. And he truly brought us together. We are true complements of each other. And the things that we were desiring, things that I was praying about in a spouse, is what I was given. Wow. <laughs> and yeah. the patience of waiting, the way that my journey went to then be rewarded with what I was provided. It's it's. It's truly a testimony. Wow. Yeah. So it's a gift to be able to have my husband. Yeah, and to your point, J Mo, on the growing family. Yeah. We, yes, yes. We are blessed now to have a daughter on the way. Congratulations, yeah. Mark! Oh, wow, wow! So very excited about about what that means and. The gift of being able to bring life into the world. Yeah. Um, but then the challenge of raising. Sure. <laughs> raising a little one.
1: Y'all yeah. are going to be, Which, uh, like I told Katie, <laughs> Katie y'all are going to be great
0: parents.
2: <laughs> You're going to be awesome. I, oh, great I, I, I'm thrilled about it, but I, because of the work we do in student athlete yeah. development, I also understand the responsibility that we have. Like yeah. I think about what I, what I share with parents because I truly feel this way. Yeah is once you drop your children off to us, like we're picking up where you left off yeah, and we're continuing right. on that development journey. And I don't take that lightly. Mm-hmm. I take yeah. that as a true responsibility. Yeah. So now the lens of actually being a parent, right? <laughs> yeah. And the responsibility associated with that. So we're excited. We're thrilled. Our families are thrilled, um, but it, it's such a gift. Yeah. It's such a gift to be able to one, be in the union that we have, but then mm. to be blessed to be trusted by God, to be parents, yeah. and yeah. To, to now groom mm-hmm. a,
0: a little one. Yeah, I love hearing that, and it's just the, the coolest thing when you talk about how who would have thought this is what life looked like mm-hmm. today, and that God knew that when you took this job, that when Marcus Sudbury called you back, I mean, now you met your husband, <laughs> now y'all are starting a family here, so yeah. I love hearing that, and to, Correct me. Forgive me if I if you've told me this. Y'all haven't shared names yet, have no. you? In planning not to? Yeah. Well,
2: planning not to. We'll have a surprise. Okay. The so only thing I've been telling people is that because my husband and I's names are unisex, yeah. so I'm Corey, yeah. he's Dominique, <laughs> the child's name will be unisex. Oh, okay. A okay, okay. right. little hint. So you have a name have,
1: picked out, already. We
0: have, name picked we, out. We have figured all it out. Right, all right. So all right. you talk about. Uh, you always hear friends of mine that are teachers. They have so much trouble picking a name because yeah, whether it was the greatest that's... student they'd ever had. Oh, or, my wife was that way. Right. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Like, can't name them that because Not of naming that. Naming Steven. Was that hard? I mean, you have 500 student athletes every single that's year. That's a
2: great question. That, that is, is fantastic. Did it didn't didn't make even, it hard? I didn't even think about that. That's what great. I shared, what I said from my perspective as we were thinking about <laughs> names was I I view names as a huge thing. Yeah. And I think there should be intention behind mm. your name. I yeah. think that your name should have meaning and I want them to be proud of their name. So as we look at names, like we would send names and then I'm looking like, what does this mean? Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> What's the meaning of this? What what does it mean? And and then we can make our decisions. Yeah. So we we looked, but the the gift was it wasn't we were on the same page. It wasn't like let me convince you of why this yeah. needs to be right. the case. That's awesome. We miraculously were on the same page, and he was like, "I thought I was going to have to convince you." Uh- <laughs> yeah. nope, I was thinking of it. I've been praying about it. Like we're we're here. Yeah, so hey, we're excited about it.
1: So this is two weeks in a wo- row on the Sikkim podcast. We have k- kids' names and the meaning. Yes. Joshua Walker was with us last week. Oh. Yeah, you know his story. You know from Hawaii uh-huh. and all his kids all with Hawaiian Hawaii names. names. Yes. And Deep meanings, so with their intentional. Names also. Yes. yes, I yes. love
0: that. I know. I was All like, right. "Goodness, I need to do some research." We got on name. <laughs> actually. This is funny to me. I, I was exactly like you. I was like, "I want to have a good meaning," mm-hmm. and I found one baby book that Kennedy meant, "Protected by God." I love it. Chase found one that it was, like, protected like a helmet. And that's what he tells everyone Perfect. Name I'm like, the helmet is She's protected. God. That's, it. Oh. that's it. That's it. That's it. Also, that's what I'm sticking <laughs>
1: with. Love it. You new moms and moms-to-be, I think it's great.
2: We're crazy. It's fun times.
1: All right, Christmas right around the corner. What plans yes. uh, do you and Rocco have for Christmas?
2: We will be making the most of our time <laughs> right. and hey. making sure that we hit both families. So we'll start cool. with his family. Yep. In and Dallas his people are up in Dallas, uh-huh. and close, nice. Start some in Waco, and then up in Dallas. Um, so we'll start there, and then we'll fly out to my family in Georgia and spend some time with them. And then we're going to come back and give ourselves a couple of days in Waco to get it back together yeah. before <laughs> to collect yourself before <laughs> it's time for the spring semester to start. Nice. So really looking forward to family time yeah. and uh, being able to spend some time with all aspects of our family, which Very can cool. be challenging during yeah. the holidays, so yeah. feel feel privileged to be able to do that.
1: Is all or most of your family still in Atlanta or so in the Georgia area?
2: My immediate family is Georgia area, okay. yes. Okay. My dad's family is stretched up and down the East Coast. My okay. mom's family is wow. in Chicago, oh, okay. Illinois, Ohio, Kentucky. Yeah. Most of them are in Ohio, though, so if we get to Ohio, we'll get okay. a good amount of Big them. Big family. But... They're spread out because my parents decided to come to Georgia and start their lives. So mm. we know Georgia. Gotcha. You know, but there are other places. But that's been what's cool about Rocco's family is that his family is Waco, Clean, Dallas. Oh, okay. all drivable. That's Everybody's so drivable. Nice. Everybody's here. Very so nice. his experiences have been different than mine. Yeah. So I'm like, I saw them eventually. And his granny's like, I haven't heard from you in three weeks. When am I seeing you? <laughs> oh, <laughs> so funny. So it's nice to have yeah. that, that type of family feel here. Right. And then us be able to have times like Christmas where you're able to go and spend some time in Georgia or other places with mine.
1: Well, Merry Christmas to you, to Thanks both of to you. you, and uh, enjoy the time, a little bit of time away. That'll mm-hmm. be nice, and we appreciate you sharing with us, and yeah. this is just great. Congratulations on all the great things that are going on yeah. in the student-athlete success area and uh, and in your personal life also. Thank you. I yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Fun. Fun. Fun to visit yeah. with Corey Paul. she's great. <laughs>
0: Have you been looking for a new podcast to listen to? Are you interested in true crime, funny one-star reviews, or inspiring stories? What about the history of Waco or the famous people who have lived and worked here? All these and more are produced by Rogue Media Network. There are over 80 different shows, including this one, with more coming all the time. If there's a story to tell, Rogue Media Network is telling it. Watch on YouTube or listen now wherever you get your podcasts.
1: All right, fantastic. Our Sikkim podcast for this week, and Katie, a lot of fun. And Christmas and finals are right around the corner, not necessarily in that order. Sure,
0: finals and Christmas. (laughs) Finals and (laughs) then
1: Christmas. But great to visit with Corey, and isn't it great and encouraging to see how well this area of Baylor athletics is run? I mean, for for our student-athletes, they are well cared for, they are well loved, they are provided for. And it's just, it kind of, to me, it kind of comes to a head this time of year when there can be a lot of stress and finals and things like that. But, man, they are in good shape here.
0: They really are. I mean, Corey had mentioned that not wanting to be a one man show and thinking of the 21 person team that she has here to help with that. Because I mean, it is a, it is a big load when you're talking about, they're not just focused on their academics. They are filling those gaps, right. Of the character formation programming, they're serving in the community they're I I mean, I even think of the little things that people don't know about that Corey's team puts on of like, okay, we're going to teach them how to file their taxes when they graduate, Mm, kind of standing in the gaps and really covering all of what makes student-athletes successful as we prepare champions for life. And so I just cannot say enough good things about Corey, not Pinkett, Bolts. Oh, that's so hard to get used to. But, man, just like you said, so many good things happening for and someone who deserves it so much.
1: Very much so. And one thing we didn't mention this Sunday is uh, student-athlete uh, graduation reception right. for those graduates here in December. So. That's always fun and always yeah. well done. All right, very fun. I hope you enjoyed our Sikkim podcast this week. Again, powered by Rogue Media Network. For Katie and for Corey Boltz, I'm John Morris. We'll be back next week with another edition of the Sikkim podcast.
0: You've been listening to the Sikkim podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network. The Sikkim podcast is a production of Baylor Athletics.